is up people welcome to another episode of the winner winner podcast a player unknowns battlegrounds podcast where we bring you weekly strategies to make you the best in the world or at least marginally better than the terrible you were last week my name is arjuna hey i'm robin what is up robin how you doing this week i'm super super good just watched some highlights got all jazzed hell yeah jazz hands jazz hands that's right yeah jazz hands make for happy finger triggers oh man there is like so much coming down the pike this last week it's been insane i won't keep you guys waiting any longer we're of course gonna spend most of this episode talking about the new map the 4x4 map it's savage it's jungly yeah man dream come true i am stoked to talk about this yeah i wish we could still play it they just i know they just took it down they just teased us like that so yeah that's that's basically what we're going to talk about and we have some other updates to bring you as well there's a lot happening in the PUBG world right now i just want to say in advance if you play on the xbox i'm really sorry (laughs) you you guys are like so close to getting miramar but you don't have miramar Uh uh-huh and I don't know, I just feel like all this shit's happening on mobile, it's popping off on the PC, and Xbox players are just playing a sad little violin. Yeah, it's, it's sad. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm not trying to make fun of you guys, but I kind of feel like Blue Hole is. I feel like they're <laughs> trolling or something, so I'm just, I'm excited to have you join the fold, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. I want to bring you guys with us. So let's get things kicked off right here. We are going to give a Patreon shout out to Rick this week. Thanks for joining us, Rick. It's so cool to have your patronage. And uh, of course, when you do that, that gives you access to our Patreon question of the week, which why don't we just dive right into that, Robin? All right. Great. So uh, this week's uh, Patreon question of the week comes from XX Tabasco XX. He's a streamer. He's a cool guy. You can also chat with him in our Discord channel. And he, he wrote in a long question, which we're just going to paraphrase here. Basically, how do you maintain team morale? Especially if you have like a really headstrong or toxic player in the mix, someone who kind of doesn't want to play with the team and who might actually be throwing shade on the rest of the team. So yeah, this is a really interesting topic. And I know, Robin, I know you've been playing squad-based games forever. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've kind of given a lot of thought to this. What's your your hot take on maintaining team morale? I, I mean, this is kind of the social question of it and it's interesting because i don't run into it that much in this game probably because i don't play with randoms that much (laughs) yeah but for the most part i like never see this kind of behavior with people i play with the worst i see is people getting kind of demoralized and then bringing down like if they're just not in the mood to play and then they're kind of like uh this game sucks and then it gets less fun if people are too negative but i don't often play with these kind of alpha types that are bossy or uh, hating on on team members and, what, and how they're playing or being kind of like micromanagey. But I have seen a lot of that in um, Rainbow Six, mm. and I don't really have any tolerance for it. So <laughs> I just kind of ignore them and, you know, as much as I can, just avoid them. Yeah, so. just, just break the wrist and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's... I mean, morale is a lot of things. Team morale is, and obviously, treating your fellow players um, 
in a positive manner so that they want to keep playing with you mostly i mean just so they have fun like you don't want to yeah. make someone stay more shitty right and so um yeah i don't know that's kind of my my quick take on it and from the kind of social standpoint um and i would just encourage anyone out there that you know you don't have to put up with players who who behave that way just you know you don't have to have a reason just say hey i'm gonna jump off and then go play with some other people mm, yeah <laughs> join jump in a different discord um if there's people like that on our discord i want to know about it <laughs> so yeah me too yeah yeah if if you know if you're playing with unless someone... it's me if i'm being bossy <laughs> just deal with it you... <laughs> gotta deal with it man this is my house yeah it's so it's something that we've started to run into more you know that we're growing a community and playing with people on our discord and i have to say i th- our discord is like the best behaved and nicest discord of any i've ever played on um especially considering like most of us don't know each other so it's really a crapshoot but mm-hmm. you guys are really awesome i really appreciate all of you i think you do a great job for the most part um but yeah, I, I actually wanted to acknowledge you, Robin. I think that you're really good at the team morale part of wow. the game. And I think sometimes you do it unconsciously too, where I just notice when I'm playing with you, you usually keep an upbeat attitude. Mm. I feel like you usually keep your sense of humor about you. Um, I notice that when someone kills you, it's you usually like, oh, that was, you know, that they were so good, or I almost mm-hmm. got them. Or, mm-hmm. I, it just notice you generally seem to have wow. like a positive. Thanks. Yeah, like a positive feeling rather than like, fuck, like <laughs> that <laughs> asshole killed me and that was such bullshit yeah. or I'm so bad at this game That's or whatever. I hear you say that. Sometimes I definitely feel like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not putting that out. Um, no. Mm-hmm. I actually, I feel like I've been putting some of that bad vibe out lately mm-hmm. um, and I'm really, I'm not trying to. Um, I think it's, I feel it, I think a lot more internally than I put out, but it shows, it definitely shows. Like if you're playing this game with other people and mm-hmm. you're really bumming about it, not feeling good about it, it's mm-hmm. going to come out. Yeah. And I think, I, I think my favorite thing is watching streamers and what I watching them do exactly the behavior you said I do, which I didn't really realize I did, mm-hmm. but I love it when someone's streaming and they get killed and they're just like holy shit like that was a great shot like what a fucking champ <laughs> yeah. or, or they have different phrases for it but yeah um i love that and and instead of this kind of like indignation like whininess which we can all right. like I, I definitely fall into that but um yeah yeah it rubs off on the people you play with for sure it does so yeah it does and so yeah i've been I've been struggling in this game lately. I think I was seeing really continual improvement in my game for a long time. And I would say in the last, like, maybe three weeks, I've really noticed that I'm just getting owned a lot and sometimes making mistakes, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm making mistakes, but I'm just continually getting killed. Mm -hmm. Just people are better than me, or or they just got a little lucky or whatever. Um, So... It's really something I've had to contend with lately, and I've actually considered, like, stepping away from the game, not in a big way, but just, like, maybe taking a week off or something like that, Mm -hmm. because, and I think what I realized about it is that when I was learning to play this game more, I was also getting owned a lot, and I was also not doing very well, but I was having fun. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that's what kept me playing was that I was like, you know what? Like, I can get better at this, and I'm really enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the challenge of getting better. And every kill that I got felt really satisfying. And I think I got, I started to get to this point in this game where I expected to get more kills or where I expected to win more often or where I just expected to be better at it. Mm -hmm. And then anytime I displayed a behavior that kind of wasn't in that direction, yeah. I'd get hard on myself. Yeah, totally. Yep. So that's just really, it's something to watch in yourself. You know, I think a lot of that negative attitude, what other people would perceive as a negative attitude comes from maybe like being a little too hard on yourself, mm -hmm. maybe a little too hard on people around you. And just forgetting that like we're all playing this game to have fun, more or less. Exactly. It's so hard, right? Because I, I think that a big reason I play it is to is to feel like I'm getting better at something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a skill practice. And so it is. it can be hard to lose. And I think keeping different goals in mind, and I think we say this a lot, mm. it's kind of trite, but have fun. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> that's really the point. It's just like... Everyone's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's more fun if you think about it that way. Yeah. And um, yeah, I definitely have been trying to keep that in mind. And it, it's kind of hard because I'm like doing this challenge thing now. And challenge is like, I want to be successful at it, but I want to have fun while doing it. And challenges are hard. So I'm like, well, I don't want to bush camp all the time. But if I go fight people with a pistol, I'm going to die. So I, mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that out. Like, how do I have fun in this different way now? But yeah. I guess um, there's some games out there that are really hard. Um, this is one of them. But there's others like Dwarf Fortress. And I think there's, a, <laughs> I don't even know if I've played this game. I, but I remember a friend telling me, that there's a tutorial for it and the that there's like tons of ways to die in the game and like you basically don't live very long ever and you start over from scratch each time you die and <laughs> like one of the mottos of the game was i think it was dying is fun and so the whole <laughs> point was like like you die in really interesting and unique ways and mm. uh you never know how it's going to happen it's fun it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same in PUBG. um yeah whether you end it with the chicken dinner or getting headshot across the map, um, it was an adventure. Yeah. So I think what we're trying to get at here, Tabasco XX, is that the, be the change you wish to see in the world, you know? And I know it's probably not you being toxic or crappy, but I feel like happiness and good feelings are contagious. So, mm -hmm. and if, if enough people in the squad are being upbeat and nice, then like when that one downer person shows up, it's really going to stand out. You, you can hopefully kind of crowd out their crappiness with your niceness. And if worse comes to worst, you can just ask them to leave. It's not, yeah. it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people including myself can be a little afraid for that kind of confrontation right or like i don't want to be an asshole but it's good to remember that usually like if you're a nice person you're trying to treat people nicely and there's someone who's really pushing your buttons just remember like they're the asshole and you're just trying to preserve your fun time mm -hmm. basically so and you know if anyone is like a repeat offender on our discord let us know we'll take them aside and mm -hmm. you know slap them around yeah and i think it, it depends a lot on the culture i know we've already taken a lot of time on this question but yeah um there's different cultures and different groups and some groups can kind of facilitate that sort of toxic culture 
where it's it's funny or amusing to people in the group to kind of dominate or boss other people around and they kind of stratify in that way and uh it's common in any kind of group really and it's one of the reasons i like work in the field i work in and and have chosen the jobs and like social groups i'm in is because i just don't really go for that and a Mm. lot of people don't um some people do but i think our discord generally i actually i would say absolutely is not that way yeah and it's you know a choice of kind of what groups you want to be in and, and what kind of games you want to play so we don't really play a lot of games in ours we're pretty just we play PUBG. Yeah, we don't play social do. hierarchy yeah. games a whole lot so i mean there's always a little bit but it's yeah. pretty pretty low volume i'd say mm-hmm. agreed all right um i cool. see we have we um basic bro requested that we give a shout out to his kid yeah um jake so we wanted to give a shout out to you jake and um, it looks like your dad wants us to tell you to be a good and well-behaved chap. He said kid, but we're going to say chap. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that's good, you know. But being a kid is awesome, too. And, um, yeah, be, I guess, a good, well-behaved kid, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever your dad says. Do what he says. <laughs> you know, I'm going to play bad cop here, Uh-oh. Jake. <laughs> Jake, just be your own rainbow man. Just uh, do what you like to do. Childhood is this short and fun time where you kind of get to get away with things. <laughs> so just, you just do you, Jake. All of the parents just banned our show. Jake, All you just do you, man. <laughs> Thanks, basic bro. You're awesome. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, also wanted to give a shout out to uh, one of our Discord members and really cool dude in his own right, Skills and Thrills. He is a streamer on Mixer, and he's just a very, very cool guy. And he's also got a really happening stream. He's actually, as we speak, just kicking off a 24-hour stream, uh, yeah. which wow. just sounds punishing to me. Yep, I just took a look at it for a minute, and he's got 23 and a half hours left. <laughs> So by the time you listen to this, he will be finished, maybe. But um, yeah, just he, he's been really contributing to our Discord, and he's also a really entertaining guy. So I would recommend that you go watch his stream. He's really on the up and up. He's always got a lot of viewers in there. And so, um, yeah, and he sometimes even uses our Discord for his streaming. So mm-hmm. if you would like to be a guest on his show you can approach him and, you know, just send him a direct message and say, hey, I'd love to play with you sometime on your stream. And he's a cool guy. He will probably let you do that. Mm -hmm. So thanks a lot, Skills and Thrills. And I'll put the link to his mixer in our show notes, but it's basically mixer.com forward slash skills and thrills. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to some current events in PUBG? Let's get through them. Cool. So, of course, the big bullet point here is that we just previewed the new map for the PC, which will hopefully eventually be for everybody. And we're going to spend most of the episode talking about it, so we'll skip over that right now. Just uh, wanted to quickly step into Xbox land and say it looks like Xbox patch number 12 is going to drop sometime next week. And unfortunately, Miramar will not be on that patch. So we don't know when Miramar's coming to Xbox, but it's kind of rough, man. It's like Xbox is now two maps behind. Yeah. I mean, we don't officially have the new map. I guess not. I guess not. 
totally two maps behind yet but yeah yeah i would really i'd love to i just want to welcome you guys into our miramar fold so yeah. anyway so in other news this is interesting that blue hole is actually considering restricting or just outright banning xbox players from using mouse and keyboard so All right. it looks like they agreed with the, the our listeners who said it was cheating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally yeah 70 yeah. percent naysayers which i might be coming around on that um mm. because another uh current event or little news note here is that the PUBG mobile has been plagued by people using blue stacks and people are playing with mouse and keyboard on the Android platform. <laughs> PUBG can Mobile you that of all shit? places. Oh my god. So BlueStacks, you can just go, I think it's, is it browser-based or is it an application? It's an app. It's an app. Yeah. Okay, so you can download it on your computer and it's just an Android OS, Android OS that you run on your computer and you can link your smartphone account and download apps and do things like that. So you can play PUBG Mobile on it, on your PC. PUBG Mobile. So yeah. back when we had the Xbox discussion about using mouse and keyboard, I was kind of on the fence about whether or not I thought it was cheating to use mouse and keyboard, but I'm pretty squarely on the side of that's <laughs> just not fair. Okay. Because <laughs> <You, they laughs> I played line. PUBG Mobile and that was really hard to use the screen interface. And mm. it's, I mean, there's just no comparison to mm. mouse and keyboard. You would have a huge disadvantage to anyone. I mean, if, you, if I killed someone with my touch screen, and they were using a mouse and keyboard, like that would be, I would brag about that for the rest of my life. It is so hard. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> big game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I hope they do something about that too. But yeah. So it's cool. I'm glad that developers are listening. Clearly, it's super crappy when you're up against someone who you feel has an unfair advantage against you. So yeah, this is really. It's just, there's been a lot more dialogue around it lately, and I'm happy that Blue Hole is listening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't, don't do that, guys. Just, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, we got patch notes number nine for the PC, and looks like mostly we've got two new things there that are noteworthy. One of them is spectate mode. Which means you can watch a guy that killed you. So I'm so stoked about this, Robin. Really cool. It's not. It's not live yet, is it? Uh, it's yeah. Well, this patch, I'm pretty sure, is live okay. or it will be live by the time you listen. To okay. This. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. We saw that in the new map too, so I was yeah. really stoked to see that. Um, and yeah. Just kinda, yeah. This is big for play. me because I. This often happens to me. The further along I get in a game the more invested I am in seeing how it comes out. Mm. And it's been one of my gripes with this game is that, like, let's say I'm in the top five and someone takes me out. I'm like, especially let's say I was stalking another player or something, like, I really want to know how it turns out. And I've always felt really ripped off that I wasn't able to do that after I died. And so just for, for any of you who don't quite know what we're talking about here, what this allows you to do is after you die, you can click spectate. And this is in like single player, for example, you can click spectate and it will let you watch the person who killed you play. And it's only the person who killed you. And then if that person gets killed, you can click spectate again, or maybe it just switches automatically. Okay. And then you watch them. And so you can kind of daisy chain it all the way to the end of the match to see who wins. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're playing in multiplayer, you have to wait until your entire team is dead before you do this. Otherwise, clearly it would give you an advantage. Mm -hmm. But same thing. 
And th- it's just, I'm so glad that they're doing this. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Good job. Awesome. PUBG Corp. <laughs> so another thing, the other big change I oh noticed here is that the region lock China trolls have finally been defeated. <laughs> we now see ad map selection <laughs> no. in all of the comments, which I'm in full support of. Yeah. Okay. They'll probably come around. I, I mean, the region lock China campaign worked. It seemed like they're going to do that at some point, probably. Yeah. Based on previous notes. So that's cool. So the funny thing is, I wasn't that up in arms about map selection when it was just Erangel and Miramar. Yeah. But now that we have Savage, like, damn, am I going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. if I have to wait like 10 games to get a Savage drop? Like, that's going to bum me out. Yep. Also, I'm just not feeling Miramar lately. Mm. I'm trying to do a Car 98 pistol challenge. And... I guess the car 98 works fine there, but pistols, can you imagine? <laughs> like, you're running across the desert with the P92? Like, fuck no. That's just not going to cut it. So I, I'm i a big fan of that. I definitely see myself just quitting out of Miramar um, while I'm doing this challenge. But Dude, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Robin. You are the only one, my friend. <laughs> All right, new game mode is available on custom servers. It's basically deathmatch. It's called War Game. And it drops you from the plane with everybody in a much smaller circle. And when you die, you get dropped out of the plane again. So the plane, it looks like it flies over every half minute or minute, I'd say. That's a very rough guess, just based on the limited gameplay I saw. And usually it's a, there's a kill limit. So whoever, whichever squad... Um, or if it solos, whatever person gets to the kill limit first wins. So classic deathmatch. I really hope to see this um, available to everybody and not just people mm. who are doing custom servers. I'd love to see it in the main menu Yeah, agreed. where people can join this because this is where we're going to start seeing. Um, you know what? I think we might lose our... People would stop listening to us, Arjuna, because people, instead of trying <laughs> to get tips on how to use guns would just go use the guns in deathmatch for hours and hours and figure out how they work. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the huge limiting factor in this game is for every 10 minutes of, of gameplay, you get about two minutes of gunplay, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even that. It's, it's a lot less. So mm-hmm. much- Especially if you're trying to win. Yep. Yeah. Well, there goes the podcast. It's been fun <laughs> knowing you guys. It was good while it lasted. Honeymoon's over, people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, last thing here is they've introduced another event mode. This week it's called Tequila Sunrise. And guess where it's on? Miramar, everyone's favorite map. So it's it's shotguns only on Miramar, and you can only play it in four squads. And I am a little baffled, as I'm sure most people are, about this choice. It just shotguns only on Miramar seems like an odd choice to me. But there you have it. So for this weekend, check it out. Let's talk about the new map. Let's talk about the map. Savage. 
So this map is savage. People. I'm sure you guys, by the time you hear this episode, you will have seen footage of the map. But in case you haven't, quick overview: it is kind of a jungle, and it's full of villages and trees and hills. And it's one quarter the area of the other two maps that we already have.、Um, consists of three islands. There's a main island on the east side, and then two smaller silent islands on the west side. So one's up in a smaller one on the northwest, and then a slightly larger of the two on the southwest. So that's the overview. And there's of course water between the islands. That it's more like rivers between them is the the width of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's、uh, this map. First of all, it's just like being in Nam. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you're thinking about what vibe it is, it's Nam. I'm sure if you asked a Nam vet, they would totally agree with you. Yeah, just yep. 100. You know. So,、um, yeah, complete with cultural appropriation and everything. But it's really, oh man, it's so nice to have a change from brown.、Uh, I love the green. <laughs> I have to. I was playing it and I was stoked immediately. But、yeah. the first three hours or so of me playing, I just kind of, Arjuna, you were playing with me for a lot of it. I would just stop and go, ah,、oh, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, this wasn't me like being funny. This was me like <laughs> literally just gushing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when Robin takes Molly and plays video games. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's talk about some of the implications of this map. So we took a bunch of bullet points here. So we're just going to kind of go down these. The first thing that we noticed is that there is a lot of cover on this map. Yes, and one of the big reasons for that is that it is covered in little ferns. So.、Mm-hmm. High density of shrubs here. There's going to be a lot of bush camping, which I haven't seen anyone do yet. By the way,、mm. um, I, I do people, it. You do it? Yeah. I've seen people. I use them as cover, but I don't go in it. I just get behind it for some、mm. reason. I think because I want to be able to see.、Mm-hmm. I just can't get over the like not seeing things、mm-hmm. part of it.、Um, third person, on the other hand, they've probably eaten up the bush camping. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I I just had this pay off for me in a recent game that we won. Actually, Robin was on my team,、mm. and I was I was covering a spot in the map, but I was just bush camping while I was doing it、mm-hmm. uh, because I just liked the position and I didn't have a good piece of hard cover to hide behind. So someone actually came up behind me, and I had no idea that they were there until、oh. Tim called them out,、oh. and they they were literally they were looking at me for like. Ten seconds. Oh my god! And they had, just didn't see me, and、I、they would have、that. owned me.、They、I remember that. I heard the audio of that situation, but I didn't、yeah. realize you were pushed. Yeah, they would have creamed me. <laughs> so they they came up and hid behind an actual rock while Tim was approaching them, and I just whipped around and took him out. Damn. So just you know, this is a thing to know. People can do this. I would、mm-hmm. be looking at bushes if I were you. So when you're in the bush, just general bush camping note. How do you look out of it? Do you just kind of go to the front edge and just enough so you can see in front of you, or yeah, just、mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of it's definitely a toss up. Like in first person, it's hard because the better hidden you are, the less likely you're able to look out of it.、Mm-hmm. But sometimes. You know, like sometimes being able to see everything is not the most important thing, right?、Mm. Like, for example, you'll hear if anyone's running nearby, and then you can whip around and take them out.、Mm-hmm. Or you'll hear if someone's shooting. So you know, it's it's a it's a different way of playing the game. Yeah, 
and it's just it's good to have in your arsenal i definitely use it from time to time uh you know i'm not a huge fan of camping in this game in general but i have to acknowledge that there are times when it's just the best play right so, i agree it's yeah. it's oftentimes the best best play yeah uh, which you know i don't always choose it but yeah so um you have a note in here cement structures outside of the barracks what's okay, that all about so this i'm sure everybody's seen these during spawn uh when you're waiting for the plane to take you away the there's just these kind of like you know the game jacks it's oh, like yeah. these weird tetra like what do you call them tetrahedrons mm-hmm. um shaped cement things and different cement structures just as a really interesting uh use of just random cover objects that they put outside of the boot camps and so that plus the high density of trees plus the high density of bushes has just they're really thinking about giving people something to hide behind which feels really good after the exposure of miramar in particular so Mm. yep I thought I'd mention that just because we haven't seen anything like it in any of the other maps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some interesting stuff on this map that we haven't seen before. Another thing I've really noticed about this map is they've put some very sheer topography in here. So there are some of these like really steep cliffs that you see on Miramar, but there are also some of the like tallest, pointiest hills I've ever seen in this game. Mm. Like mm-hmm. really, some of them have like very sharp, defined ridges on them, and some of them are like really steep. Mm-hmm. Like you can barely run up the side of them. Right. And I just think this is really interesting. One of my favorite parts of this game is fighting people on hills or hill to hill Mm. it's just it's a style of cover and it's and it facilitates a kind of movement that i really love so you know one of the things that i don't love as much about this game is that there's a lot of moments in the game where like you have one piece of cover and your opponent has one piece of cover and it's just kind of like a high noon shootout to see who can kill which peaking player first Mm -hmm. And what I actually, one of the reasons I think I like Miramar more than the average person is that Miramar forces you to choose where you are on a hill. And I think it forces a lot of flanking and interesting tactical maneuvering Mm -hmm. in order to seal the win because you might not necessarily have easy cover. So what do you do when you don't have easy cover? You have to leverage the advantages that you do have. And right. so I like how on this map they have features like this. They have these really pokey hills. They have these sharp ridges that you can actually use for cover. Mm-hmm. But it's not amazing cover because, you know, if someone can see you on your side, then you're really exposed. Right. I see. So you, you're thinking like you like to play the landscape as opposed to like play the color envi- the cover environment. Yeah. I do. I I re- just really like the tactical implications of using landscape as cover. And topography. Okay. Yep. And one of the things that they've done on this map to make that possible is they have a lot of terraces. Right. I'm excited about this. I haven't seen them come into play that much, mm-hmm. but I th- I've been thinking about how they could be used, and we'll see how they end up turning out. I think one of the reasons they're avoided is the terraced hills don't tend to have trees. Mm-hmm. And so you could easily be spotted by a surrounding hill and you wouldn't have cover. Mm-hmm. However, if someone else was on a terrace hill already and you were approaching them, I think that's where it could get fun. Um, so the terraces are pretty shallow. They don't go super deep into the hill. But I was I think that the implications they have for grenade trajectories 
mm. are, is pretty cool where it could kind of i i imagine if um if i was laying down on a terrace and a grenade landed on the terrace above me it probably wouldn't hit um because of that that terrace between us okay. yeah you would hope that yeah that's the way it would we, work. we will see but mm. usually grenades have a very precise geometry mm. in terms of their area of effect Mm-hmm. So there pretty much has to be a straight line between you and the grenade um, for it to take effect. I wonder if it's even a a straight line between you, like the grenade, in a particular part of your body. Hmm. Because I've seen scenes where someone will toss a grenade into a window and it'll land under a dresser next to somebody, like right next to them, and it'll mm. blow up. Interesting. And they won't get injured. So their, okay. their feet would maybe be exposed to it, but yeah. their torso wouldn't. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I wonder how what the underlying kind of math of that is. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would that would be interesting to know more about for sure. I don't know. I think the landscape of this map looks really cool. I think it's going to be a little closer to the action on Arangal than the action on Miramar overall. There's yeah, lots of trees, lots of bushes, rocks. There's going to be a lot of forest finishes. But, you know, it remains to be seen. There's clearly going to be new strategies in play on this map. And, you know, I don't think we've had enough time yet to really figure out what those are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Windows are a little different. There's yeah. almost no glass in this map. I do remember seeing it somewhere. I can't remember where it was now. But I there's virtually no glass. There, in was, there was glass in the abandoned resort, I remember. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much like your average barracks or your average hut in this game is not going to have windows. Mm-hmm. And that definitely, I think, makes vaulting a little more of a premium action, mm-hmm. you know, right. because it's, it's that breaking glass isn't going to give you away. And uh, most of the windows are accessible. There's no bars. I haven't seen any bars yeah, in windows. Yeah, I. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really cool call. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to move without leaving a trail of open doors and also to move without giving your position away with breaking glass all the time. Yeah, so that's really, true. So really, really good call. I think it makes for a much smoother traversal of the environment in general, mm. which I love. Having said that, I almost never die while vaulting, but I have done it multiple times on this map. And I think, mm. and I think it's because I just didn't use to vault as much. So this map has reminded oh. me how vulnerable you are while you're vaulting. Okay, yeah, and it's a solid, what probably 0.75 seconds to do the animation. I sometimes more than a second, maybe a second. Okay. Yeah. So if someone has seen you, or if they if they know you're in a house, for example, and you start like coming out of a window, they have ample time to kill you. Mm-hmm. All right, so one more note on windows is that you can actually crouch jump through a lot of the hut windows now. Uh, they're just the right height that you don't end up hitting the top, I guess, when you jump through them. And I can't remember who I was watching do this earlier today. It might have been Fuglet. I can't really remember. But um, I haven't had a lot of success with crouch jumping since they introduced a, introduced vaulting in the first place. And so mm. I haven't really tried it in a long time. But apparently that's an option if you're into crouch jumping. Um, you probably already know it if you're into it. So, yeah, that works well. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had the same thought. Like, I thought you could no longer crouch jump now that they introduced vaulting. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's, yeah, we need to learn more about that, Robin. All right. Yeah. So let's just talk about some of the drops that we've noticed since we've started playing this. Uh, Robin and I have definitely discovered some places that we like to drop. Yeah, so first one 
and, and it's kind of a type of building that we've been enjoying, mm-hmm. which I've been calling the pontoons, and they're these beach structures that are on stilts out on the water right off of the coast. And there are several locations on the map where these exist. I was on the outside kind of ocean facing. I don't think there's any on the rivers inland. Mm, mm-hmm. And there's usually three at a time. And there's one cluster of six on the southwest island at the mouth of the river there. And they are disproportionately stacked. They with are loot. stacked. It's insane. They're um, like the wacky jacky of the Savage map. And I'm just going to go ahead and call them winner winners. So <laughs> that's the thing, people. You can just start. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's drop with those six winner winners over there. Uh-huh. Start doing it. Or the winner winner pontoons. Yeah. Or I called them. What did I call them the other way today? The pontoons? <laughs> yeah. How do I host them? Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are great. Definitely check those out. There's tons of new types of buildings here. Um, boot camps where you do the spawn we have tried to hit these a few times thinking that they would be well looted they Mm. don't seem to be there's a lot of empty rooms and the rooms that do have loot don't tend to have a lot so kind of surprisingly they seem like a fun tactical place to have fights but if Mm -hmm. there's no loot to bring people in like Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of a dead spot i'm surprised i mean of course i'm sure they're going to make a lot of adjustments to this map but the official read on it is that yeah, I just have been really unimpressed mm-hmm. dropping here. I think that the their best case for these things for these boot camps, the place they can really shine is the end circle, which is yeah. going to be pretty rare. Yeah, but just having firefights in them is really cool and fun. Um, They're like they already look like paintball arenas. Yep. And there's a lot of that. I, I think I, yeah. in the last couple of maps, I was I was like, oh, man, like, why don't they add more things to make this feel more arena-y? Mm-hmm. Like, there's rodeo arenas that are just open, right? Yeah. There's bleachers and walls by the bleachers, and then just and an it. open lot, I think maybe with a dead car, like one dead car <laughs> or something. And you're like, oh, come yeah. on. Like, this is such a waste of space. Yeah. And um, seeing them really think about level design it's like they knock this out of the park um and so that brings us to the next three locations i want to talk about which are the really hot drops in Mm. this map um swamp temple is the first kind of least noteworthy of the three um it's pretty it would have been really cool in any of the other maps it would have really stood out and it it's this kind of single structure three tiers feels like a map you would see in golden eye or something um, yeah, or even Doom. Yeah. It actually feels like a Doom map to me. It's yeah. not currently textured, so it's just this really basic gray <laughs> slate checkered pattern. Yeah. And it feels like an Aztec temple in like Halo or something, right? Right. Like just yeah. a really arcadey, uh, fun kind of paintball arena mm-hmm. uh, structure. Not a lot of cover around it, so whenever I'm trying to go to it or run out of it, I'm always um, pretty like on the alert that someone's going to nail me. But yeah, so Swamp Temple's cool. Then if you go northeast of there, all three of these are actually in a line going from yeah. the southwest at Swamp Temple up to the northeast. And right in the middle is the training center, which is this huge complex. Uh, I believe Wacky Jackie did a video on it. Mm. And it's got a central building that looks a lot like a spaceship from FTL or Faster Than Light. If you guys <laughs> have ever played that game, it's got this funny shape to it. Uh, kind of three lobes, I'd say. And I don't even think I've been in that building, to mm. be honest. I mm-hmm. haven't dropped at the training center a lot, 
but I've been through it a couple of times, and this place is just incredible. There's a like a shooting range inside with targets. There's a bunch of kind of tactical uh, ditches set up where it looks like it, they're there for people to do firearms training. They would like walk through and like clear different parts of it. Um, it reminds me of some Call of Duty single player stuff I've seen where it would have you walk through scenarios and shoot people in windows and things. So there's the central building, the ditch, and then there's a ring, kind of a three-sided ring of outer buildings that each are about one story. And you can jump from roof to roof on most of those. Um, and then off to the east, there's two warehouses. So this place is, they seem to have really good loot and people love to drop there. I think between the three of these spots, we're seeing probably half the server. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's the next one? So the did, did you talk about the abandoned resort? No. Okay. So the abandoned resort is probably my favorite out of these hot drops so far. And it's basically like a Pan-Asian palace style, mm-hmm. right? And so it's this big square property and it's got a huge courtyard. And then around the edges of it, you have these kind of, yeah, it looks like, I don't know. Like it basically feels like a set piece from a Kung Fu movie. Totally. It's really hard to describe. But you yeah. You're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's going to be... Go ahead. It's going to be a lot of wood paneling here. Um, a lot of it's still unfinished. I've noticed that all of the more like intricate buildings are unfinished. But the, what you need to know about this place is that it's like these two-story long buildings overlooking a courtyard and that it's just fun as hell to fight in. There's like a water feature in the middle of it. So it's kind of like a fountain thing, like a right. pond fountain. Does it have water in it? It does. It does. Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember yeah and this is really so so yeah this is definitely another contender for like a kind of picado hacienda school military base style hot drop and it's definitely out of the three of these places that i've fought in so far this is my favorite place Mm -hmm. to fight yeah i actually wish i had dropped there more i was Mm -hmm. being a little uh avoidant when i was playing (laughs) this map yeah i kind of i was enjoying the jungle a lot uh, there's so many little villages everywhere that it was easy to just go uh, village hop and get all the loot you needed. Right. But this is definitely, these are kind of little, until we get deathmatch, people are going to be dropping here to do that. So, yeah. Um, really fun spot. That's, yeah, tons of loot. Just, oh, there's gonna just be, loot everywhere. I mean, it, I, not even at the, these three places have tons of loot, but like you go anywhere in this map, you're going to get an AR within three buildings, it yeah. feels like. So they really stacked it. I'm not sure if they just wanted to kind of see, learn something about bullet mechanics here and made sure everyone was getting rifles or I don't, I don't know what the rationale behind it is. Um, but there's a lot of loot on this map, more meds, more guns, um, yeah, more armor, all of it. Yeah. We'll get into that a bit later as well. Cause I have a few additional thoughts on that. We've actually covered most of the big kind of central places to land already Mm -hmm. the remaining towns we haven't talked about are called coastal manufacturing commerce and rice farming Mm -hmm. so these are all like mid-sized cities with medium loot and i would compare these to like milta on erangel something Mm -hmm. like that it's just kind of like a yeah it's just even smaller though they are smaller Yeah. yeah 
but the the kind of the pacing of them the amount of loot the relative size of them compared to the map it all feels similar to mm -hmm. like the town of milta and so i don't you know i think you're rarely going to find anything amazing there but they're just they're fun to fight and that i've definitely noticed that the urban style here feels pretty claustrophobic the buildings are pretty close together um, you very rarely find a building taller than two stories. Right. It's just a lot of one and two story buildings. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, Robin made a good point earlier, which is that with the current loot tables anyway, you can really drop just about anywhere on this map. I mean, like we, we were playing a lot of four squads in this map and we had no issues basically kitting us out all with rifles oh and God. armor and everything. We by would just... drop, we would drop at settlements of six buildings yeah. and usually get kitted out. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. You just never do that on yeah. Erangel or Miramar. Yeah. I wouldn't dream of it. So yeah, I'm really curious to see if they're going to keep this style of loot on this map and even if they're maybe going to change it. Because we've been playing on this, it's like test server number two. So this is basically the third time I've installed this game on my PC, which is mm. kind of ridiculous. Mm. So they're testing a number of things. And so I wonder if this is kind of a taste of PUBG to come. Right. One thing I've noticed is that there are no clothing spawns on this map. I didn't notice that. So, oh my yep. God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Isn't it interesting I, how you just, you don't miss them. They uh, disappear and you don't miss that's them. That's so good. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really happy about it too. I just never saw that's why there was so true. The only thing we're, I'm competing with now is when I'm trying to pick up ammo or a gun, yeah. if there's a melee weapon on it, then I just will use tab instead yeah. of hitting F and aiming at it. Mm -hmm. So it definitely feels like the rifle count is up. I've noticed M4s are just like coming out the woodwork. Mm -hmm. It's been so regular for me to see two M4s sitting on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's a funny thing. It's awesome. It's kind of, I like it because it levels a playing field. Yeah, I agree. I haven't met one person yet who didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's anyone who's been like, oh man, this is going to be so stupid. Like all my opponents are going to have M4s. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The feeling that I got from it was that it really made me assess which gun I wanted for which situation. Which I love. Yeah. I, I love that. I love yeah. that you can decide, you know. You, exactly. It's kind of, a lot of shooters, you decide your class before you spawn. Totally. Right? And in this game, in this version of it, basically you you land and within two minutes you have all the choices. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not two minutes, but within a short time of looting, you can have the class you want for the most part. It takes a little bit longer to find scopes. Yes. Um, two X's are everywhere. Four X's are a little more rare. It's going to take a while. We've often gotten into endgame and not everybody on our squad has one who mm -hmm. wants one. Mm -hmm. So... That, and I think that's pretty common. Um, I'd say you can only really count on two people having a 4X um, mm -hmm. in Endgame on a four-person squad. Yeah, and that translates to, to solos as well. You know, you might, you got about a 50-50 chance of finding a 4X during a game, I'd right. say. Right. Very few 8X scopes as well. Have you seen them spawn in the world? Yeah, okay. I've found at least one. Oh, no, they have. They have. They're but super rare. Very rare. Yep. So, Which I think is cool. Yeah. I'm down with that. I, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, I've seen twice the car 98s that I usually see. Mm -hmm. 
and definitely less like eight times scopes than I usually see. So that's just an interesting ratio to observe. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's now actually more common to find a car 98 than it is to find a long range scope. Mm -hmm. But this is just anecdotal. Who really mm -hmm. knows? I'm, so. I, yeah, I mean, I've put in at least, I'd say about 10 hours on this, and mm -hmm. I've, I've found a, maybe two mm -hmm. 8x scopes on the map, so. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that's been hard to come by, tell me if you agree with this, Robin, is frag grenades. They're, yep, they're rare. I've had a hard time finding them. You can't stock up. I'll get one, maybe two a game. Sometimes none. And yeah. I, I think this might actually be a smart choice for this map, because they just seem like they'd be so overpowered on this map. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a lot smaller and there's a lot more situations you know jungle camping bush camping and stuff where i just think frags really come in handy so yeah i'd be interested to see how that turns out yeah i don't i, I definitely would like having a frag but i like the rarity of them too we won't see the spamming like we've seen before yeah um actually i'm remembering if basically if you want grenades you have to go kill people and get yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's the best way to get them yeah uh, lots of vehicles on mm. this map. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the spawn rate or the, the map and where the vehicles spawn and trying to compare the density to old maps. And it doesn't look like a higher density, but I'm what I'm guessing is that the probability for each of the spawns is really high mm. because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm never uh, wanting a vehicle for very long before Agreed. I find one, which is yeah. nice. I love Agreed. it. Mm -hmm. Part of it is I wonder if less people take them. I Well, could be, but yeah. that that's a flip side. I I would suspect that there's just more of them um, mm -hmm. per area, mm. but also they're not. I generally advise uh, my teammates not to use them or strongly pressure them not to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they are loud. It's a small map, and for me, this map is all about not being seen. Mm. Um, and getting around and, and being stealthy because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like average gunplay, but like movement and tactics is I'm probably a little better than some people. And so that's, that's kind of my edge. And so using a noisy car just takes that away completely. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit. I think one of the things that changes the dynamic here is that the circles are much bigger relative to the size of the map. So, mm. and they, they made this other change halfway through where you can now actually see the first circle while you're still on the plane. Mm -hmm. So this is a game changer for sure. That's and it huge. really, yep. yeah, it just gives you more to work with. I think it's a smart choice on this map because landing outside of the first circle is not such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really hard. I would say you'd be hard pressed to land somewhere in this map where you couldn't reasonably make it into the first circle mm -hmm. um you know maybe provided you found a vehicle yeah i don't know how i feel about it yet i do i don't mind it on this map i'm trying to think of how it would work on larger maps it's nice to see the circle ahead of time on those larger ones because it takes up a smaller percentage of the area and having people choose to be in the circle early on i'm not sure they would but having people choose a location within the first circle, I think it makes sense. People probably would do it, and it would make the early game a little more um, paced, mm. right? I mm -hmm. think we might see a different kind of graph of, of kills over the, the time arc of the game, and I, maybe early game would just be spicier, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there'd be maybe even a slower middle game, 
and then you know that ramping up end game so well i that's an interesting point and it's something that i was thinking about because a lot of people have slammed especially miramar but just slam this game in general for having kind of a slow mid game mm-hmm. and i think the previous rationale for that was the map's so big mm-hmm. that you're kind of likely to not meet anyone in the mid game on this map it feels it's different i think it's just that you get these concentrations of players dropping together and there's just kind of a bloodbath in the beginning of the game. Right. And it's more likely to happen on this map. And so you may still get a dragging mid-game just because a large percentage of people have died during the first couple of minutes. Exactly. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on your play style, too. You can certainly find action in the mid-game if you want to, but it's easy to avoid it mm-hmm. if you don't. Um, because there's a huge circle still. And so those circles get really fast toward the end where mm, things will pick do. up. But yeah, I would say between the f- first circle shrinking to the second one, like that whole time frame is pretty quiet. And then it doesn't pick up until maybe that third one mm-hmm. really fast. So mm-hmm. I did like in general, It's it seems like the circles still move at the same speed, but they're covering a much smaller distance. And so... It feels a lot more possible to outrun the circle on this map, and that feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of the things I hate the most about Miramar is that it's so easy to die to the circle on mm-hmm. that map. Like, I had a game recently with some of our Discord members where we, like, drove into the circle and there were something like like eight other players alive at the end of the game, so we're just positioning and just kind of getting set up and then we just win the game all of a sudden because like eight people died in the play zone and i know what happened i know it's because they got caught up in some fights and then they couldn't find a vehicle and then they were dead yeah and i'm you know in addition to them being pissed off i felt pissed off i was like you stole my my game from me So it was the least satisfying win I've ever gotten. And I just don't think that's going to happen as much on this map, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I Mm. agree, man. The circle's a thing. You have to pay attention to it. But it's really easy not to get killed by it Mm -hmm. here. which You can walk everywhere. If you're paying attention to the circle, you're never going to be outrun by the circle. Um, You're never going to need a car to catch the next one. In Mm -hmm. very rare cases, maybe, but typically... If you're just kind of watching and being attentive, I mean, you yeah. get your loot early anyway. Like, so it's more you can focus more on positioning, movement, and where other people are rather than thinking about the circle and loot, which I yeah. think is a really fresh change for me. It's a change in in the mentality of the game that I definitely welcome. So, one thing I will say is that I think a place where you can get hung up on this map a lot is crossing water. So. That's definitely it's something to be aware of as a person trying to do it, and it's also something to be aware of as a person trying to take advantage of other players doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, we had this happen several times where we were trying to rush into the circle, and people on the other side of the water were just waiting for us. So yeah. that's really something to think about. If you look at the next circle and think, I have to cross a body of water to get there, then it's really important to get moving on right. it. Because swimming is really slow, and you're so vulnerable when you're in the water. I think sw- I would, from my experience, I'm noticing I have better luck swimming 
than I do um, boating. Really? Yeah, definitely. Huh. Just from the like sample, small sample size of experiences here, but I've gotten killed three or four, eh, not that many times, a couple of times getting out of a boat. It is hard to get out of a boat. So when you, when you park and get out, first of all, you're like, I don't even know which way I'm pointing. So there's like that whole thing of like, okay, which way am I looking? And where's the guy that's, how do I move my mouse? I'm looking at the guy who's shooting at me, sighting them all the while they're just laying into you, right? And then pulling off some shots to save your ass. I have yet to do it. <laughs> um, I've landed a couple of times where I didn't know there was someone right there. And I, I don't even know if I got the shots off. I was mm. like trying to aim. There's an aim bug. We'll get to that later mm. um, that I ran into on one of these. But swimming is stealthy. If you dive, your breath will last across most sections of this river, mm. of these rivers, where you can jump in, stay below the surface, and just do that the whole time. And I, I actually got a chicken dinner, um, and that was part of my strategy was swimming. I watched three people fight it out. And then jumped up and killed a guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was that your final kill? Uh, no, no. Uh, it was funny because a couple. I killed a couple people, and then I'm trying to pin down this. There's two people left. I'm trying to pin down one of them that I see, and I'm just like tossing grenades from behind a rock. I'm on the beach. This guy comes up behind me and just lays into me. He empties a whole magazine without killing me. Oh, no. <laughs> from He's 12 feet behind me, and I just turn uh. around with the AUG and just lay him out. But I do, I, for the life of me, I should have watched the replay. I do not know how this guy biffed that one. Uh, <laughs> I feel that's terrible rough. for him. That's rough. Yeah. But yeah. so the water is a thing um, for cover, of course. Mm-hmm. We might see a lot of that, especially when it's by an end circle. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing to think about. few gripes i think we've we've had a mostly positive outlook on this map so far but let's talk about some of the things that weren't working so well so i actually my first night playing the map i was not having that much fun and it it could have just been because i had a string of bad encounters Um, maybe some of the glitches were kind of catching up with me as well but one thing that i noticed right off the bat was that i was really uninspired by the buildings Mm. by and large Mm -hmm. i didn't find like your average little settlement of buildings on this map felt like a very boring place to fight to Mm. me and after just one night of having a lot of these like run up on a little cluster of houses have a fight with someone in or outside of these houses i was already getting really bored of it and i think part of it was that the most common buildings you see on this map are all single story and single story buildings really bore me Mm. and I, i really love this dynamic question of like do i camp upstairs or downstairs if someone's in the building i need to worry about whether they're upstairs or downstairs do i rush the stairs do i try to nade them from outside All of this different stuff is really fascinating to me. And then the, the, the options only go up if it's a multiple story, like a, like an apartment building. Yeah. 
So that's really something I like, and you're just not going to get that kind of action on this map, right. by and large. Yeah, there's there is a kind of lack of verticality in general around the structures, right? Yeah, because um, we're seeing the max out around two stories. And all of the huts and the kind of village type structures, none of them you can really get on top of. I think there might be a handful yeah, on the map a that couple. you can jump onto. Mm-hmm. But we're certainly not seeing, I guess there's not ladders anywhere. But they're not even really vaultable, um, vaultable to get on top of. So I think that would maybe help alleviate some of that. But yeah, yeah there's no decor, which I've heard people, there's kind of mixed reviews on that. People mm. enjoy it because there's no clutter mm-hmm. um, to find the loot. I mean, people get used to looking for where the loot is anyway yeah know where it's at but i i'm almost certain they're gonna add that stuff as well i kind of hope they do i hope it doesn't look like just a bunch of garbage like honestly (laughs) like yeah miramar is kind of janky like that (laughs) and erangal too Uh, it's like just so um (laughs) sorted right yeah and dingy and like, get a nice couch. Like, I want to see some nice couches. <laughs> I want to see some curtains. Okay. Some breakable china. Exactly. I want, to, I want like, furniture that I can use tactically. Yeah. Right? Not in, What we've seen is a lot of stuff piled around the outside of the room, typically. Oh, Robin, wouldn't it be amazing if you could push a sofa in front of a door? Oh, t- yes. Tell me Dude. more. Yes. <laughs> Game changer. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yep, if you could move furniture. Mm-hmm. Yep, but mm-hmm. just generally, I hope if they put stuff inside, it's not just like, oh, here's some rubbish, like in a corner yeah. with some flies. Like, yeah. all right, like, mm-hmm. great. Now I could sit on it. Mm-hmm. Now, like, what am I going to do with that? Um, some of it has, as you said, we were talking about this before, Arjuna, that it's an impediment to movement. Yeah. They'll put things around the outside. Um, and if you, I think there's some situations where you might be able to use it as cover along the wall. Yeah. But not really. There's not yeah. a lot of that. Mostly we're just corner peeking in buildings in Miramar and Erangel anyway. Right. So, yeah. I don't really care. If they add furniture, I hope it's, it's useful um, in a yeah. tactical manner. So, yeah. So, now, one thing I did like here, which is a, a new way to fight on this map, is that there's a lot of houses on stilts, and that does bring an interesting element. Like, I've mm. actually um, watched Robin have some really tense firefights with people underneath a building kind of peeking right. through the, the scaffolding, and I thought that was pretty cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying that. Um, where it, I think I think I lost one of those early on where we both went prone around the same time. He he did slightly before me, and we were shooting at each other under the house. So, yeah, you can remember if they go behind a building, just look down and see if you can pick them off through the holes. Yeah. Now, uh, just one more gripe around the buildings on this map is that I noticed that the majority of the cities and the majority of the little house cluster settlements are out in the open. There's, like, a lot of space around them. Mm. And I just... I find that to be a bit of a boring configuration. Hmm. Like, for example, it really gives the sniper advantage to anyone in those houses. It makes it hard to engage them from a distance. Um, Like, you have to be really... Like, you have to be up in the hills behind cover. But it would make, like, in a final circle, for example, I think there's going to be a lot of final circles on this map where you're in a building and it's just open space and the whoever controls that final building wins. Yeah, it's a good point. There is kind of a, a treeless buffer zone around most um, clusters of buildings. Yeah. Yeah. 
which I actually think is a missed opportunity because to me, I mean, you know, I've, I've never been to Vietnam or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just like, I feel like one of the fun aspects of having a jungle map is the idea of like having these little huts or, or, you know, little military complexes right in the middle of the jungle. Mm, I and, don't know. You know, so you could like come, you could kind of sneak through the jungle and, and, and vault through a window and get the drop okay, on someone. Okay. I, you know? How about this? I like the idea of there being a couple of, let's say like vegetated bridges, we'll say. Yeah. So there's like the vegetated zone. And then right now there's this sort of dead zone around the structures and then mm-hmm. there's this, the buildings. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool if there was a couple of lines of plants, say, that are like two or three trees thick. There's one from like each side of town, but it's not just fully clustered. Cause it's nice to have those lines of sight when you're in the town too. If you yeah. didn't, if you had trees everywhere, it just, this would be a close quarters map essentially, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, cause in the woods, when you're, in most of the vegetated zones of this map, the lines of sight are really quite small, unless you're positioning really well. But if you're moving, um, I mean, there's spots where it's longer, but because of the vegetation and the trees and the, the foliage, you generally, it feels a little bit like Erangel, but more dense, where those trees are really blocking um, looking out across the landscape. You can look along a hill if you're on the hill, but looking at a different hill is generally hard unless it's bald mm. or a terraced hill, which mm. isn't very common agreed Mm -hmm. so there is still early game lag on this map even though it's smaller and there's less of the world to load in there's still 100 players and all of their bullets to keep track of and so we are seeing and and since there's hot spots where people heavily like to go um i think that's a big driver of this too um i've been i like to avoid that early game lag so i'm not doing a lot of these hot drops but it's a problem and we're, we're still we're still seeing people get killed after they round a corner, things like mm, that. Yeah, that's been frustrating. Yep. And just Although, choppiness in general. I, I've seen a lot of choppiness. I've not seen a lot of rubber banding, though. Have you seen I any? haven't seen, no. Not yeah. like straight up rubber banding. So that that's mm-hmm. a big improvement. So at least the, the leg is smooth, but yeah. there is still some of that chop. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, one really disconcerting thing about this map is that they've had a big blood bug where it's kind of like 50, 50, whether you're going to see a blood spot when you hit someone right? and it's super disorienting. Like it makes you feel like you're terrible or it makes you feel like you're losing a firefight and then suddenly the person dies and you're like, oh, okay, (laughs) I guess I was hitting him. Totally. And I, I kind of wonder early on when I first started playing this map. There were some firefights where I got in and I'm just, I'm, I'm crouched. I'm sitting still. I'm aiming right at somebody and I'm, I'm not seeing any hit re- hits register and I, I, I lose a fight and I'm like, I'm not usually indignant as you pointed out earlier, mm, but the, I've been, mm-hmm. what just happened? Why? Like I, I was just right on. Why didn't I see them getting hit? I yeah. was so, you know, upset. Um, and I thought it was that the the hit detection might be off, but it could have just been that the blood wasn't showing up. So not really sure. I've had a similar thing as well. Like four times scoped on someone really lined up my shot. Felt like I wasn't hitting him. Right. And I think my, the pattern I've noticed so far is that the bullets seem to be uh, landing low. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so in, in the case that I was in, there was a little bit, there's kind of a roof edge between us 
and I could only see their head and it was hitting that roof edge. And so I'm not, there might be a little bit of something off in that direction. Um, yeah. Interesting. So okay. there's blood, uh, mm-hmm. walking, there's a walking bug. Sometimes you're stuck in walking mode as if you're, my key is bound to control. Mm. So it'll be like, I'm holding left control all the time when I'm trying to just move normally. And I can still run by holding shift, but when I stop, I'm in this walking mode. Mm. It took me a while to notice that it, that was what was happening. Someone pointed it out to me as a bug. So to get over that, you can just hit control again and it'll kind of get you out of that state. That yeah, state. it's like the game just decided you were in toggle mode totally. for a minute. Yep. yep. And this this has really was maddening to me. I think I lost a couple of firefights because of this bug. So I really hope that they sort it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I like to move all the time. And so being able to, just moving really slowly made me really anxious. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. It didn't actually get me killed ever, but. Yeah. All right. Aiming. So I've run into this bug a couple of times where when I try to aim down sights and I do hold to aim. Mm. It, I mean, it happened really fast. I, I, did, I wasn't sure if it actually happened or not, but I've seen some YouTubers mention it too where it'll take you out of aim mode uh, right after you enter it. So you do this like partial scope mm. and then you're just normal and you're getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bad bug. <laughs> it sucks mm-hmm. really bad. It's gotten me killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I actually haven't had that bug. Okay, so good. I was not, lucky. If it is there, it's not common. Yeah. So this is an interesting one. Apparently people aren't spawning in the plane if they were vaulting when the countdown timer ended. Yes. This That's is weird. This is my hunch on what's going on. Because okay. it happened to me while I was playing and I saw it in a video today as well. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't go back and watch what happened. So I can't confirm that I was vaulting. But during when I watched it on YouTube today, this guy was vaulting in the boot camp. And right in the middle of the vault, everyone gets sent to the plane Except for this guy, he just stays where he's at, but start. he takes on the velocity and direction as if he were in the plane. And so he just starts traversing the map really fast and being sent through hillsides and <laughs> it gets sent across the ocean. Yeah. And when this happened to me, I wasn't able to get out of that mode until it kicked me out of the plane. And then mm. I was like up in the sky and, and dropping like everybody else. But mm, it was pretty disorienting. <laughs> yeah. I had it happen to me once. I can't confirm what I was doing to uh, get me there. Okay. But yeah, for me, it was just, I was like, it was almost like the plane was flying right over the ocean, but it was invisible and I couldn't see any of the land mass. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. that's a weird bug for sure. Uh, one thing that, that really did bother me, though, was that I had a ton of audio glitches. And mm. the biggest ones for me was that I kept hearing, like, you know when a bullet... Let's say you're on the other side of a building and there's like someone off in the distance having a firefight and some of their stray bullets hit the other side of your building. And it makes this kind of, you know, it's like this bullet impact noise. And I was hearing that a lot, but they were clipped. So it would just be like half of that sound would play. Right. And it was really disorienting to me because I kept feeling like someone's shooting at me or there's a firefight happening right around the corner. And um, so that would that really messed up my game. Mm-hmm. Another one we noticed when you and I were playing Robin was that 
there was some we were like running outside through grass and it sounded like boots running indoors right it sounded like we were walking on wood yeah i've I've seen that in some videos too Um, yeah i've noticed the level is not complete and so in some cases the structures will continue through the ground Mm. i'm wondering if there's some of that where it's registering a impact Hmm. with the different texture okay yeah I mean, I've seen it happen on hillsides too, where there's no structure. So I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So those are just some of the glitchy stuff we saw. Um, and you, so you noticed some UI changes here. Is that right? Oh no. Okay. There's no changes. This is just. I wanted to add this note because I'm inobservant and it's taken me a year <laughs> playing this game to point out or to notice that um, when you look at the ui at the bottom of the screen in game it'll have an icon for your helmet your vest and your backpack and the armor ones are useful because they'll be red if they're damaged and then the backpack one i was just like oh whatever it's a backpack but i've been wondering for a while when i've been spectating people because that's the only time i think about it if the icons that are shown reflect the actual type of gear that you have so for example if it shows a level one helmet in the UI, does that is that just a generic helmet icon? Or does that mean you actually have a level one helmet? And I'm happy to tell you that it reflects the type of equipment you have on. So there you go. If you forget, like, hey, do I have a level two backpack? You don't have to open your inventory. You can just check the UI at the bottom of the screen. Nice. Yeah. Did you know that? Am I, like, really slow on this? I am also really inobservant around okay, these cool. things. Okay, cool. I'm glad so. I wasn't the only one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Especially the UI. I pay very little attention to the UI. I'm also mm-hmm. like one of these people who hardly ever looks at the kill feed. So I yeah, know that that right. makes me a noob, but yeah. there you go. So that's kind of a hot take on the Savage map. It's down now, so you can't play it currently. But I am really stoked overall about this map. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to play it again when it gets pushed to the... I'm assuming it's going to get pushed to the regular test server at some point. Yeah, and usually when they push this stuff out to us to test it, we see it within a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, I I mean, if they've deployed it tomorrow, even with some of these glitches, I'd be, I'd be all about it. I'd be and stoked. I'd still bitch about the glitches, but I would be fucking yeah. happy because I love this map. So. Yeah, it's going to be a little hard to go back to the old Erangel Miramar rotation right right now. Yep. So, having this map now in the rotation makes me a lot more excited to be able to select the map. So, let's hope that they're working on that. Yeah. So, what have we got to look forward to next week, Robin? Oh, man, this is this is a juicy thing. So, there is another great podcast out there um, that predates us by a little while. Yeah, um, they're kind of the OGs of PUBG. Exactly. Yeah. The, so that's the Drop Zone podcast. And these guys have been kicking ass on their show. Really entertaining, fun show. They have a really cool, casual style. Yeah. I get a kick out of it. It's just fun. I love listening to those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Tim and David. And we've been talking to them over the last couple of weeks. And we've decided we wanted to do a joint show together. And so... What we're going to do is have them on as guests on some of our segments, and we're going to be guests on some of theirs. And so you guys will be introduced to them next week. If you haven't listened to them already, you can hear them on our show. And if you want to hear more of us next week, you can head over to their show and uh, listen to us on their segments. So I'm stoked about it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a double trouble thing. And we haven't really had that many guests on the show per se, and we haven't really 
had many other PUBG community folks. So this we're kind of branching out here and really excited. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm just excited to be rapping them because they're a really great podcast, guys. Um, if you've never heard of them, definitely just go and start listening to them. They also have a really kick-ass community as well. So it's just another place to meet cool people who like to play PUBG. Yeah, they have a, a great Discord yeah, going on. Yeah, they really do. So check them out. Yeah. So, Robin, what's our challenge yeah, for this week? if you guys week? are looking for something extra to do this week while you're playing, I've been wanting to do challenge modes more, and so I'm just calling it for this week. I'm, I'm challenging myself, and you guys are sure welcome to try it yourselves. I'm trying to do pistols and bolt-action rifles only. I've entertained the idea of doing pistols only, but it's just so damn hard. <laughs> you could, in close quarters, it can work, but I'm realizing it's really hard to get within pistol range without being noticed. Yeah. So, um, bolt action should get you the rest of the way. Which, to translate for you guys, the Car 98 is the only bolt action rifle that spawns in the game apart from the crates. Is that right? That's right. So, okay. if you want something better than the car, you're going to have to go get the M24 or the OM yeah. from the crate drop. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys have any fun hijinks doing that, let us know about it. You can post your videos in our Discord or our subreddit. And while we're on that topic, you can also contact us at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in your questions or comments. And of course, we have a Patreon account, which if you guys want to support our show monetarily, which we really appreciate, makes a big difference. You can go ahead and do that at our Patreon. And we have links to all of those in our show notes. And uh, Robin, where does the music on our podcast come from? From the gazelles, of course. Thanks, gazelles. Right on. So we have links to them as well in the show notes. So thanks for joining us again for another week. We always love having you guys on our show. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. Ciao, ciao.